The scribe Shaphan reading the Book of Law to King Josiah by Leonard Bramer, 1596-1674 When Josiah heard what was in the Book of God's Law, he tore his clothes in sorrow. At once he called together Hilkiah, Shaphan, Ahikam son of Shaphan, Achber son of Micaiah, and his own servant Isaiah. He said, The Lord must be furious with me and everyone else in Judah, because our ancestors did not obey the laws written in this book. Go find out what the Lord wants us to do. The five men left right away and went to talk with Huldah the prophet. Her husband was Shalom, who was in charge of the king's clothes. Huldah lived in the northern part of Jerusalem, and when they met in her home, she said, You were sent here by King Josiah, and this is what the Lord God of Israel says to him, Josiah, I am the Lord. And I will see to it that this country and everyone living in it will be destroyed. It will happen just as this book says. The people of Judah have rejected me. They have offered sacrifices to foreign gods and have worshipped their own idols. I cannot stand it any longer. I am furious. Josiah, listen to what I am going to do. I noticed how sad you were when you read that this country and its people would be completely wiped out. You even tore your clothes in sorrow, and I heard you cry. So, I will let you die in peace before I destroy this place. The men left and took Huldah's answer back to Josiah. Contemporary English Version It is hard to fathom that things spiritually degenerated so much in the kingdom of Judah that the book of law, God's word to Israel, was completely lost. The law was tucked so far back in the temple, and had gathered so much dust, that everyone simply forgot it existed. Maybe we in the Western world can relate to this more than we think. When a plethora of Bibles and translations exist, yet they gather dust on the shelf, and we have not cracked it open since. We are approaching the end of the Christian year which annually culminates in Christ the King Sunday. As we journey with Jesus and ascend His holy hill, we anticipate corporately acknowledging Christ's Lordship. A good and biblical way to do so is through penitent humility. King Josiah's officials found the book of the law and brought it to him. After they read the words, which had not been uttered for a very long time, the king was completely undone with humble repentance. He realized the life of the nation did not revolve around the majesty and kingship of God, and it cut him to the core of his being. An appropriate response to the realization of God's sovereignty and Christ's lordship is humility. Without humility, there is no going forward, there is only the ghastly state of remaining stuck in one place with ancient dust accumulating on our static hearts. However, with humility there is repentance, and with repentance there opens up the grand vistas of hope, new life, and fresh beginnings. Greater than it was pride that changed angels into devils, it is humility that makes men as angels. Greater than. Greater than St. Augustine. I humbly, ask that you try something quite different from your regular experience today. Put on some old clothes then carefully read the words of today's Old Testament scripture lesson. Take the time to acknowledge a sin of omission in your life. Then, tear your clothes, yes, rip your shirt. Allow yourself to feel, like Josiah, the realization of missing the mark. Yet do not remain in this condition. Drink in the grace of God in Christ and receive the forgiveness that is yours in Christ. The trajectory of our Christian lives is determined by the depth of humility we experience and filling the whole with mercy. It's difficult to be submissive. To acknowledge, without denial, that we are in a bad place and will reorient our lives takes a lot of courage and humility. If pride and arrogance are the original sin, then the remedy to that malady is a meek and obedient spirit. No matter who we are, people are meant and designed by their Creator to live a humble life of submission to the moral and ethical will of God. Humility is the cornerstone to every good thing in this life. Jesus said. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Matthew 5 3, 5 NIV. 
the door of God's kingdom swings open on the hinges of humility. The Apostle Paul, seeking to follow his Master Jesus in his teaching and humility said. Since God chose you to be the holy people He loves, you must clothe yourselves with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness and patience. Colossians 3:12 NLT Basic human relations are to be firmly grounded in humility. The old prophet made his expectations clear. He has told you, O mortal, what is good, and what does the Lord require of you but to do justice, and to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God. Micah 6 8, NRSV Life is truly life when it is based in humility. We live with the confidence of the psalmist. God leads humble people to do what is right, and He teaches them His way. Psalm 25 9, GW In the end, we are to bow to the God of the Word, for the Word is life. Awesome God, although I might not always perceive Your majesty and sovereignty, You stand above all creation as the Lord whom I am to submit to in all things. I come to You in great humility of heart and bow to obey everything I read in Your holy Word through Jesus Christ, my King. Amen.